Hello, and welcome to the last episode of Season 3 of So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of transporter owners, past and present. I'm Ryan. And I'm Miracle. We sat down with Eric Karen in his home in Southern Vermont after a weekend of hanging out with him and his friends, whom you met in the previous episode. I grew up in a family that the Volkswagen Beetle was the affordable car, so that's what we got. And um, there was five of us in the family. And for me, I mean, my, my dad used the car to go to work. My, you know, my mom did not drive until my dad got very, very sick and could no longer drive. But from the beginnings, um, it was either my dad went to work or the VW Beetle was the gateway to fun because that's what you used to pack up all the stuff to go to the beach or to go to my you know, aunt's camp or to go visit my grandfather. You got in the bug, right? And so the Beetle to me all, all the way through was the gateway to joyful things. I kind of forgot all that for a while. And I grew up and I went to, I got my, you know, self to college, you know, within a, uh, about a month, I met a girl and I started a relationship with my girlfriend and we decided we wanted a vehicle to get to, to, to have together. There was a bus, a passenger bus, a, a 74, a little rusty, a hundred thousand miles, sitting there in, for, with a for sale sign in the, in, the, in the University of Albany parking lot, called the guy, it was a professor. He said he found out that he could get, as a tax write-off, $400. And all he wanted for the bus was $400. And it was running fine. It just had 100,000 miles on it, and it was a little bit rusty around the wheel wells. And it was a passenger van. I took it to the mechanic, and he looked it over, and he said, buy it. Eric's college girlfriend, Danny, was all in on the bus adventure. Even though their relationship didn't last, Eric speaks fondly of her. And her driving skills. And now, she could drive because she was taught to drive by her daddy. And her daddy was a long-distance trucker. So that, that girl at 19, um, like, for example, we went to the mechanic with the the bug and he said, you're going to need to replace your brakes in 3,000 miles. And we said, okay. And then, I don't know, 3,000 miles later, we went back because we were good about that kind of stuff. And the thing is, she never used the brakes. She only downshifted because she's the daughter of a trucker. So any any hell at all, anywhere, any stop, she she just downshifted and and right down to one and just touched the brake. And we pulled in after like over 3,000 miles and, and, and he went over the car. He said, it's in great shape, but you're going to need to replace the brakes in about 3,000 miles. We never replaced the brakes. We got together right before the semester ended and said, we're going to try to make this work. And we're going to take, instead of getting jobs and uh, being on campus, we're going to take the bus. I put, a, I put a bed, took the seats out, made a bed in the back made storage areas, and we're going to go on a cross-country trip. So at 18 and 19, we took off. And we had no idea what we were doing. No idea at all. And um, I just had, you know, patched it together so it was a little nicer shape, made it livable. And we didn't know anything, anything, weather, heat, like where to go, no idea. And we headed out towards Virginia, got through like West Virginia, one of your, your guys' favorite places. And... Um, we wanted to go, we, you know, we were always on an adventure to look for things that were uh, in like beautiful spots to, to, to be together, just to camp or just explore the world. One of our goals was 
that we thought, you know, we're young, let's explore the world while we have these few months and maybe we'll figure out where we want to live someday. There was a lady at a information booth who said, oh yeah, there's this beautiful spot you can camp. Just go down here, take a right turn, there's a dirt road, follow the dirt road about three miles and there's going to be an absolutely gorgeous place to camp. You know, I'm like, okay, the little information lady, that's really sweet. We go down, we find the right turn. We stop, there's a sign there. I took a picture of her, I still have the picture somewhere. And we thought it was so funny because the sign said rough road. And, but somebody had written in really big black letters underneath it, no shit. <laughs> so there's this cute 19 year old, you know, girl with this sign and we're smiling. Well, we head down the road and the road gets rougher and rougher and rougher. It's running along the edge of a mountain. And then the road disappears off the edge of the mountain. Like just in time, we realize the road's gone and it's steep and we're in a bay window. <laughs> and there is no room to turn around. And so, and we're in the middle of nowhere now. And I'm thinking to this lady, like, what were you thinking? Um, and it, but we put it in reverse, try to back up. Can't do it. It's just too steep. It's so steep and, and it, we can't back the bus up. So, you know, we're not smart enough to realize you just stop and go get help, right? We're like, you've got to turn around. So I'm blind. Car ownership and blindness don't seem like they go hand in hand. So I had to ask Eric some questions about life as a blind person. Yeah, but what about the other story? Uh, they were about to go over a cliff. Yeah, that's what we call a cliffhanger. Nice. I have retinitis pigmentosa, which normally you have pretty good eyesight until you're like 30 to 40. But for some reason, my, my version of that took away most of my eyesight um, by the time I was like, two or three years old and but left me being able to see some colors and some things and and with technology somewhere around 17 or 16 years old I'd say I got a big tv with a magnifier under it and I could put pictures of things or my books for school and I could read text and 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 slowly go over an image so I could actually see a picture of a person or a bug or a car or whatever, I could see a picture of something under that magnifier better than if I actually was looking at it in real life. And I often don't picture things in a whole way. Like I don't picture a whole bus usually. I have to really force my brain really hard to make an entire bus in my mind. I can do it, but I have to actually think about it. When we first met Eric, he walked around the bus feeling the exterior. And he noticed some things. When I went over your bus, um, I had no idea what color it was, but in my mind, you know, I created a color for your bus. So it was, in my mind, it was orange, which it's probably blue or whatever, but yeah, it is. it's, blue. it's yeah. blue. Right, right. So, so, you know, what's interesting is that now my mind will change. Then I'll create an image of blue. So in my mind, it becomes, you know, for, I'll just make this up, but it becomes like a medium blue. And then someone will say, well, it's dark blue. So then my mind changes. In my mind, you had jealousy windows, like a, like a Westie. Until I remembered it was a, it's a Riviera. And then my brain said, okay, sliders, you know, and I changed my image. And like when I went over your bus, I, you know, you, I saw that you were missing your windshield wiper caps and that's not acceptable, <laughs> which is why I went and got you windshield, windshield wiper caps out of my, out of my spare box. You know, I didn't even realize those were missing. It's like, don't you want to know how the mountain story ends? Oh Yeah. The bus is about to go over, and Eric is the one giving directions. 
and I'm and I'm going to direct the, the turnaround of the bus. <laughs> and she, you know, it's standard, and she's going to, and she's, but her daddy was a trucker. I mean, the girl drive like she was the best driver for a Volkswagen bus. Anyway, we're going to just creep it around so it doesn't, you know, it's the absolute least amount of space. And then, and then the, the rock wall, I told her, I don't even care if you hit the wall with the bus. That's not important as long as we don't get, you know, you don't get hurt. And so we're creeping the bus forward and back, forward and back. And I'm watching the back wheel. She's stopping. I'm even checking the back wheel. It's getting like within like a foot of the cliff, you know. And then we're doing that. And then all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute. I'm looking at this wheel, but we're turning the other wheels further out towards the cliff. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Danny, stop for a second. I go, I reach around and touch the tire. It's on a rock that's sticking out over the cliff. There's nothing under the rock. Like the bus shouldn't even be standing. It shouldn't be there. Danny, whatever you do, don't let that bus roll back. Put the emergency brake on, leave it on. <laughs> and I told her, just nothing, you know how to drive this bus. No rolling back, zero. I want you to go forward and, you know, and turn it as you go, just like we have planned and, and just keep going. I want you to hit the wall. I don't care if you hit the wall, please hit the wall. Just don't let it roll back, go. And she went and the bus did not spin. It did not, she could drive. It's past the rock wall and came around. And I, I am so glad I didn't kill her. <laughs> I am so glad she's alive because that was a stupid thing for us to do. We came around that corner and we saluted that sign on the way out of that park because it was a rough road. No shit. <laughs> we have time for another story. Why not? I was traveling through Canada with a bay window um, and it wouldn't um, start. And I, I was in you know, middle of nowhere and um, I, I, had a, I had jumper cables. I thought it might help. And I, I approached this man, probably, he was probably 190 years old, and, and a Cadillac, beautiful car. And I, uh, can you give this a jump? And, and he's staying there going, oh my God, looking at my bay window. And all of a sudden we hear the sound of a air-cooled motor coming down the road. And it goes flying by. And then we hear, and then backing up. And then several like, and what he did is he backed his bus up to the back of my bus like right out of the highway. And he's like, jumped out of his, his, his bus. He said, hi, I'm Don. Looks like you need some help. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm standing there with my jumper cables, you know, and the old man's like, like, awesome. And he like runs away, you know, <laughs> and, and Don's like, um, what's going on? And I'm like, um, I, I just can't get it to start. It just didn't turn. Didn't, and he goes, just a minute. And he like climbs under my bus and, and it's an automatic. So it, I can't just push start, you know, and he goes, on, he goes, to key on. I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, all right, just a second. Okay, hold on. And I hear, vroom, 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 vroom. my bus is running. And I'm like, wow, what did you do? He goes, okay, so here's what's going on. You got to get this one wire fixed down there. And, it's, and, and right now what you can do is you can take a screwdriver and you can cross these two metal terminals and it'll engage the starter, plug your keys on, and it'll start right up. I'm like, okay. He goes, or you can just not turn it off till you get home. He's like, okay, well, glad I could help. That was great. You know, have a nice trip. And, he, and just as he goes, he hands me a piece of paper and, 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 and he jumps in his bus and I, vroom, he's gone. 
And I asked my girlfriend, I said, what, what did he just give me? He said, it's a business card. It says, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to beat Dawn. Now that's the Volkswagen Spirit. We had the absolute pleasure of hanging out with Eric for a few days, and we were overwhelmed by his Volkswagen Spirit. We ended up telling Eric that it was impossible to thank him enough for his generosity over those few days. And he had some wisdom for us. It's hard for me not to smile, as you saw there, when you're telling me that about not like accepting gifts or accepting kindness, but not feeling like you weren't able to balance it in return. And, and the reason I, I'm smiling is partly because of, you know, the bus culture that, that I totally hear what you're saying. And partly as a blind person, because, you know, one of the most freeing things that you can do when you're, when you've got a disability. And I honestly, all of us are either are disabled in some way, either emotionally or height <laughs> or, or they or endurance or, or, you know, whatever. I mean, all of us are fragile and all of us are strong in different ways. When I have somebody come over to, you know, I, I yell out to the street, hey, you know, it just dropped my screwdriver. Could you come up and help me find it? Because I don't want to go looking for it all day. And then they tell you a story about their bus or they tell you about how things are going that day. Or they talk about something about their kids in high school. And because I was a guidance counselor most of my life, I, I tell them something that they didn't know. Before you know it, that screwdriver, you know, the fact that they picked it up for me because I'm blind... I gave back something else that has nothing to do with a screwdriver or a mechanical fix. So when people like you are traveling around and you're, you're sharing your stories or giving people chances to tell their stories or you give someone a moment to stop and think about what matters to them or what it must be like to live in a bus for a long time and then they look at their home and go, you know, I have a lot. I'm really lucky. You have no idea when you have those those relationships, those connections to people, how much good you might be doing when you think all you're doing is taking, when in reality you're giving sometimes more than you took, than you've taken. Thank you, Eric, for letting us share your story. And thanks to everyone in season three who helped us along the way, especially the Jan Machowski Foundation in Switzerland. We'll be sharing more stories in season four as we make our way into Canada and the Great Lakes region. In the meantime, check out our webpage for updates on the road with Until we meet again, friends.